Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. One of the amazing benefits of being right with God is, of course, I go to heaven. That's eternal. But then he gives us the peace of God, which I enjoy today because I have a relationship with God. You see, understand, this is a huge benefit for the Christ follower. The world is looking for true peace without having peace with God. The world is looking for true peace without having the prince, the one in charge over their life. It can't happen. It's impossible. Having personal peace, real, internal peace, is something everyone in the world seeks. You can, and probably have, looked for it in many different ways, but with no lasting benefit and with possibly negative effects on your life. Pastor Mark in his teaching today is letting you know that the only place to find true, everlasting peace is through a relationship with God, with Jesus as boss of your life. Not religious observances, doing things you hope will please God and tip the scales in your favor, but an active relationship where you're letting God guide your path every day. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 2 of his message, The Peace of God Can Be Yours. Number two, pray about everything. I can't do that for you. I can only do that for me. Number three, transfer those things to God. Every morning, I hear God, this is on my plate today. I don't know what else is coming. I'm sure more good. No, not like that. But here's what's on my plate. I give it to you. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. So help me during the day. And you'll have to do this routinely. A transfer all things to God. And by the way, thanks that I can transfer it to a God who hears and cares and delivers. And then number five, I can live. I can live today. I'm rested. I'm refreshed. I'm encouraged. And I'm free to do what I was called to do. Simply to follow God. Now, that isn't the end. That is the cure for the disease of worry. But there's a huge benefit. Say huge with me. Get your hands ready. Come on, get your hands. Huge benefit. And where do we find it? Look at verse 7. Here we are. Look at verse 7. As I do those things, what happens? Look at it. And the peace of God, which transcends All understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So here's what you want to write down. The ultimate result of the cure of worry is the peace 
of God. I don't just get rid of the worry, but I'm given the very peace of God. By trusting God, by praying with expectation, by casting our cares on God, I transfer those worries to him. I gain this huge benefit, the peace of God. Well, Pastor Mark, that sounds really cool. What in the world is the peace of God? I'm glad you asked. Would you turn in your Old Testament to the book of Isaiah? It would be about halfway through your Old Testament. So go to the front of the Bible, Genesis. Go about halfway through there. And you'll turn to Isaiah chapter 9 and go down to verse 6. Now, this verse is a prophecy verse. It's a picture of Jesus. It's actually a dual picture. It's a picture of Jesus coming to the earth. And then it's a picture of Jesus as he comes back to the earth in the thousand-year reign. So it's initial prophecy. Many, many people will use this as a text on Christmas to speak about the coming Messiah. So notice what it says. Speaking about Jesus... For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And here's a really good part. And the government will be on his shoulders. Aren't you glad that one day the government will no longer be in Washington, D.C.? Hallelujah. No more Republicans, no more Democrats, no more talk shows. No more whatever they do up there. And I know, don't email me, it's fine. We need to pray for them, absolutely. God's put them there. But I'm glad one day the shoulders of the world and the government will not be on a man. They're going to be on God. And by the way, when that happens, that's when true peace comes to the world. It's going to come now. It doesn't matter what they extend, what they kill. We pray for them, we're glad. But the government one day will be on his shoulders. Then look what it says. It's his names. And he, Jesus, will be called Wonderful, Counselor. Here's a picture of the Trinity. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. And say this with me. And Prince of, of what? Prince of Peace. So Jesus, another name for Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now, I rarely do this, but I want to give you a little bit of Hebrew this morning. And I'm not a Hebrew person. I'm not a Greek person. But I want to give you a little bit because I think it'll make a lot to you. And I want to write this down. When you think of the word Prince, we think of people. That's the wrong connotation. So that word Prince in the Hebrew is the word Tsar. Sar. Here's what it means. Prince in the Hebrew means this. The head person. The boss. The one in charge. In a spiritual sense, the Lord. The Lord. So, Prince is someone that's in charge. And he takes control of things. And in a spiritual way, we would call him the Lord. And the word peace is a word that most of you are familiar with. It's the Hebrew word shalom. 
And it's so pregnant with so many meanings, it's hard to put them all in. So I'll just give you a little idea of what that really means. Completeness, rest, safety, wholeness, total well-being. Something to think about that. The prophet Isaiah predicted that when Jesus would come to this earth, he would come bringing peace. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this. Shalom, you all. Go go ahead. Just do it right now, would you? Okay, one more assignment. One more assignment. I want you to look, and I want you to pick one of those little definitions there. Completeness, rest, safety, wholeness, wholeness. One of those. And say one of those to your neighbor. Just say one of those. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just say one. Bless them with that. Bless them with that. Bless them with that. So, did that really happen? Let me read to you out of Luke chapter 2. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Shalom to men on whom his favor rests. You see, Jesus the Lord, the one in charge, the head person, did bring with him a lifestyle for us of rest, completeness, safety, wholeness, and total well-being. Who in the world wouldn't want that? Into this world of anxiety and trouble and difficulty came the Prince of Peace. Now, the word peace has different meanings in the Greek and the Hebrew. But in the Bible, the Bible uses the word peace in two key ways. And you need to always remember these two key ways. And I'm going to give them both for you today. So I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Romans. That's New Testament. Book of Romans. You can see where it is. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Go to Romans chapter 4. And I want to show you how peace relates to your life and to an unbeliever's life this morning. What that actually What that actually looks like. Now, Romans chapter 4. Go down to verse 25. This verse is speaking about Jesus. He, Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins. And was raised to life for our justification. That word justification simply means to make us right with God. So Jesus came, paid for our sins, was resurrected, and then that gave every person who was a sinner an opportunity to be right with God, to get rid of their sins. Now look at chapter 5, verse 1. It's the next verse. There was, remember, when the Bible was written, there was no, no chapters and verses. It starts with this word, therefore. Remember, whenever you see therefore, you say what? Why is it therefore? It relates back to the verse we just did. Therefore, since Jesus came and did this, since we have been justified, since we've been made right with God by good works, by going to church, by water baptism, 
by giving to the bell guy with the Salvation Army. No, what does it say? How have we been made right with God? Through what? Say it with me. Through faith. You see, you can't be right with God except through faith and grace. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't be a member of a church to get it. Since we have been justified through faith, made right with the Lord, since we do, what do we have? We have peace. Circle these two words. Peace with, with God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the first of the two ways that peace is used in a spiritual sense in the Bible. Write it down. Number one, peace, and write in big letters there, with. Peace with God. That is a peace that comes with salvation. It's a side benefit that comes with salvation. You see, it's a personal peace with God, which comes when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior. So when a person repents of their sins and believes in their heart that Jesus died for them, they get the peace with God. Now, let me explain that to you. Here's, this is a holy God, and this is man. We're sinful. What separates us having a personal relationship with God? It's my sin. I have no way to take care of that sin. So I can't have peace with God. Actually, I'm at enmity or I'm at war with God because I'm a sinner. I'm in the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of Satan is always at war. It's that spiritual war. So for me to go to heaven, I have to have my sins forgiven. To have my sins forgiven, it took somebody to do that. And that somebody was Jesus Christ. So, notice the verse we just read. Jesus Christ died for my sins, your sins. The sins of the world were placed on Jesus. Now I have an option. If I will repent, repentance simply means this. I'm sorry that my sins separate you, God. I'd love to have a relationship with you. I'd love to have a but uh, can I do it? And the world is confused with it. You heard me say this so many times. You ask a person at Christmas time, why are you going to heaven? Because I'm a good person. That's 100% wrong. If you could go to heaven by a good person, why in the world did Jesus Christ come? What a waste. No, you can't go. So, through faith, believing that Jesus died on the cross. So, when I confess, repent, and ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart, that sin barrier is gone. Now I can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I have, as a result of that, watch me, peace with God. There isn't a peace that's more important in your life than that. You can't go to heaven unless you have peace with With God. It's impossible. Now here's a danger. Here's a huge danger. And I want you to listen up. Many people will say, well, I'm going to heaven. Why are you going to heaven? Or I'll run across somebody. I haven't seen you in church in, man, years. Where have you been? Oh, talk down front, Pastor Eric, when you call for people. I got saved. I'm going to heaven. Really? How are you doing? What church? I haven't been in church since. 
I'm doing just fine because I got my fire insurance. I'm going to heaven, man. I have peace with God. Well, why? Well, I made a profession of faith. Yeah, but it's not real. You see, Matthew chapter 3 says, if there's going to be repentance, there's going to be fruit. There's going to be evidence that you've changed. That's why we don't use the word Christians. Great word, but everybody thinks they're a Christian because they live in America. Of course, that's changing quickly. But we use the term what? Follow me. So repent means if I'm walking this way, repent means turn around and follow God. It's a whole different lifestyle. And there's millions of people that are never going to get into heaven. And they're going to be shocked out of their mind. It's too late. So if you're one of those people today and you came here or you came to a Billy Graham crusade or you watched a 700 club or something and you accepted Christ, praise God, but you never followed through, you never really got saved. You can just go to Mark chapter four. I don't have time today. It'll tell you about all of those three of the four people that made a profession never followed through. And one day Jesus said to those people, I never knew you. You made a statement to me, but we never had any kind of relationship. So church doesn't do it. Good works don't do it. Being a nice person, wonderful. You can't get there except having a real conversion, a real change in your life. And so if I do that, I have peace with God. I'm going to heaven when I die. And some people say, Pastor Mark, can you really know that you're going to heaven? Absolutely. The whole book of First John was written that you might know that you're born again. I have no doubt that I'm going to heaven because I'm the pastor. <laughs> Hopefully you don't turn off now. Listen, listen. It has nothing to do with it. I'm going to heaven because I have peace with God because I took care of my sin problem. But that's not the end. How many things did I tell you with the peace of God? Here's the answer. How many things? By that way, that's a peace sign, in case you didn't know, 70s. How many remember the 70s, the old hippies, whatever? Yeah, right. Okay. How many? No, I won't ask you. You've taken a bath since then, praise God. Now, there is more. There's not just peace. I mean, that's fantastic because that gets me to heaven, but there's more. So turn with me to John 14. You're right by. Right by, just back two books, back two books. John 14, verse 27. Look what Jesus says. He says this, peace, he's getting ready to leave. He says, peace, I leave with you. He says to his disciples, you're going to be in a difficult world. I'm going back to heaven, so I'm leaving you my peace. My peace, I give you. It's a gift. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. I love it in the New Living Translation. Look what this verse says. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. And remember these words in yellow. Peace of mind and heart. Mind and heart, when using the Bible, means the whole being. I'm leaving you a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift. You can't earn it. It comes because you're saved. That the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You see, peace with God solves my eternal salvation. I'm going to heaven. I don't ever have to worry about that. 
the peace of God has to do with living every single day here on this earth. You see, Jesus knew that his disciples would have troubles and worries, but Jesus says, you can do everyday life because I'm giving you my peace, a peace of rest, the absence of worry, regardless of the circumstances. So here's the second thing you want to write. The peace, notice in yellow, of God. Not with God, with God's salvation. The peace of God. That's peace that brings, while I'm living today, inner calm, rest, safety in everyday life. And the key word is at the end. Regardless. Regardless. The peace of God is not like the peace that the secular world tries to offer. All of those are temporary at best. This peace comes from a relationship with our Lord, with our Savior. Notice the peace of God from the Prince of Peace, the one that's in charge. You see, the problem that unbelievers and some believers, quote, have with the first one is they want the peace, but they don't like the Prince part. Well, I'd like to have the peace of God. Shalom. I love it. What do you mean he's the Lord? Well, the Lord means he's in control. Well, I really like don't want that. Then you don't have salvation. You see, you can't pick one and not the other. He's the prince of peace. So he has to be the Lord. So when does that work out? All of this, this peace of God comes because it's different from the world. doesn't come from vacations. doesn't come from exercise. doesn't come from drugs. certainly doesn't come from Craigslist. And so that's the way I live everyday life. Now, the next statement, you cannot misunderstand the next statement. Because it has to do with your relatives and your friends and your coworkers. It has to do with you. Where are they going to spend eternity? So make sure you understand it. Here's what you want to write. A person cannot have the peace of God until they first have peace with God. Do you get it? God does not give his peace, the peace of God, that I can use on a daily basis to overcome all the stuff. He does not give that to people who aren't in that relationship with him. That's the difference between an unbeliever and a believer. One of the amazing benefits of being right with God is, of course, I go to heaven. That's eternal. But then he gives us the peace of God, which I enjoy today because I have a relationship with God. You see, understand, this is a huge benefit for the Christ follower. The world is looking for true peace without having peace with God. The world is looking for true peace without having the prince the one in charge over their life. It can't happen. It's impossible. Today, Pastor Mark taught on how to begin to let God worry about the things of your life for you. He talked about your need first to have peace with God because you can't have the peace of God until you have peace with God. Then he gave you steps to learn to transfer all of your concerns over to God and to begin to let him be concerned about them from now on. We 
We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll wrap up the teaching, The Peace of God Can Be Yours. Pastor Mark will continue teaching about the importance of your giving your life over to God before being able to make use of God's peace. Then, once peace with God is secured, you'll also learn what having the peace of God will do for your entire person, your body, mind, and soul. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your lessons for living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.